This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. If you're listening in real time, um, this is Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving 2020, um, which is bizarre and crazy because we're doing Thanksgiving in a way that many of us have never done before. But I hope that you are um, able to gather um, in a healthy and happy way with your friends and family um, in a way that lets you remember all the things that we have to be grateful for. I'm a firm believer in that we see what we're looking for. And if we're looking for garbage, we're going to see garbage. But if we're looking for, you know, beauty and things, uh, opportunities for gratitude, then we can find those too. And I hope that you do. A couple things. We have a pretty cool opportunity coming up. Laura and I were asked to participate in a uh, marriage uh, sort of summit around the idea of roommate syndrome and what to do about the fact that sometimes marriages can stagnate and become still. Um, I'm really excited about what we were able to contribute and hope that you will be too. You can learn more about that at marriagetherapyradio.com. I think there's a button there right there on the homepage. In the meantime, we are talking today about sex, how it works, how it doesn't, um, and what you can do about it. I, of course, think it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Hey, I've been working on this joke. Okay. You're just going to start off with a joke. You haven't even warmed me up yet. You took um, me out for dinner, Sizzler. Go on. <laughs> it's about when you go in and, um, you take your pants in or your shirt or your dress or whatever to get some alterations. Okay. Oh, let's call it pants. Or you go in and you're getting a custom suit, right? And it's really, really, the, the guy who does it, he's really, really fast at okay. it. He's like super fast at like hemming your pants and, you know, all that other stuff. That's a nice feature. Okay. The joke is, or the punchline of the joke is Taylor Swift. <laughs> So hold but on, I, hold on. You're, you're working on the front end. You got the back end. Yeah, I got out, the punchline. It's okay. about a guy who does alterations really fast. And then his name is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Okay. All right. <laughs> when do you like, are you just in your bird house, your bird cage, your bird, whatever that's called? Your, and you just think of these things? Like, I, no, these I'm just up in my head. You? I'm just right. up in my head because my head is so, um, a lot going on up there. And sometimes I just need to like latch on to like a, like a, a joke. Can I, can I ask you this question? I had this conversation uh, the other day with a, a friend of mine. Um, I think he'd be honored that I just called him a friend. He's actually the husband of my friend, but I think I've decided he's also going to be my friend. 
and he works in a very physical job. And so when he comes home, he's exhausted. He says, I just kind of melt into the couch and, and I just sort of like my body needs to numb out and he takes some downtime. And I said, that, oh, that's really interesting because when I'm done working with clients, my brain is fried. I've, mm. I've used it. I've like connected with people. I've been really like uh, emotionally attuned to them. And then I, when I get done with work, I need to just like my body wants to be physical. I want to run or I want to mm. do something. Um, but my brain needs to turn off. And so I usually like just watch like Gossip Girl, endless episodes yeah. of just trashy television. What would you rather have? Like, would you rather be exhausted physically from work or um, mentally and emotionally from work? Physically. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather would, feel like my body like did something and then maybe it was even recovering in the uh, in the downtime. That would be. Yeah. Cool. I agree. I kind of felt like, man, I, I kind of want to switch places with you. And I have some people like some clients even say this, um, where their job when they come home and they're, you know, like this is back in the day when people would leave for work. But this male partner said I would leave and I would come home and my wife has been home all day and she's been with the baby and she really wants that just adult interaction. And his response to her is like, I just can't. I'm so tapped out from just being an extrovert all day and being like emotionally attuned to the people that I'm working with that I can't even show up for you. And I was like, man, that's a big bummer. I just yeah. I, I mean, like, I just want to be like a, a lumberjack during the day. Yeah. Lumber, a lumberjackette. Yeah. A lumber Jill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Guess what I was doing? I just pulled I think out technically, my... No, you're probably right. Jack and what? Jill. Jack and Jill go together. So yeah. Yeah. Lumber, lumber Jill. Jill. I like it. I was going to, I was going to make it be lumber Jane, but it's John and Jane go together, but Jack and Jill. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Hey, your buddy's getting mad at us right now because we're cutting each other off and going in the wrong direction. Yeah. I did have a <laughs> client that said, by the way, you, you and Zach, like, I really like the podcast, which here I know, I know we're doing it right because the whole point of the podcast is to give some infotainment. That's what I've decided that it is. I tell people when they're like, oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, it's 50% entertainment and 50% information and really more like 25%. But we <laughs> apparently will say, hey, I've got something important to talk about. And then we never get back to it. Right on. And so they're just on the edge of their seats and they want us to stop cutting each other off and actually finish our thoughts. But sorry, you've got a little bit of ADD on my end. I don't know about you, Zach. No, I probably do. Hey, yeah. you know what? I had this realization too. Um, do you remember when we were in like, I don't know, March and we kind of got on and we were like, we're going to talk, we're going to try and not talk about the thing that everybody's yeah. talking about. Yeah. I remember that. Coronavirus. Yeah. Um, Rebecca gave me this interesting statistic the other night. She said, maybe it was the 10th of November was a uh, coronavirus's birthday. It was like the first case in oh. China. It was like on November 10th. Wow. But it made me start to think like right now we are in the final days of like, remembering things we did before coronavirus, like we're uh -huh. coming up on a year, right? So mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, you know, Christmas, New Year's, New Year's, whatever, even January. But like, I'm kind of like, oh, we're doing this thing. We're like at the, in just a couple months, it's going to be like a year that we've been in this mm -hmm. scenario, which is just yeah. astounding to me. It blows yeah. my mind, but. Um, it's interesting how we're choosing to do things differently. Like, I mean, as today's date, so we record this. Um, so it is the 19th of November. And today wait, I pulled today out. Today's the 19th? I thought it was a 20. Hold on. 
the 19th yeah it's the 19th so the all podcast, week long i've thought that the day was the tomorrow all week long i've thought today was tomorrow okay so yesterday i thought it was thursday so today you just i think gained it's friday a you gained a day no i lost you, today no because you have oh, one i just more, gained a day you, you gained a you day. just gave me thursday back oh thanks you're welcome I am the giver of life today. (laughs) You're the giver of Thursday. (laughs) Zach and I are so excited to announce that we joined the RU Roommates Summit. It's happening on December 8th through the 11th. It's a live event that is a virtual event that has brought over 30 experts from around the world, like Zach and myself, who have a lot to say about how to re-spark the connection between you and your partner. If you're starting to feel like you are falling into roommate syndrome, this is a summit you don't want to miss. Um, you can sign up for this summit by going to our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. You will find a link to be able to register for it. It's a free event if you're going to join live. And if you want lifetime access, $97. And you will always have access to all 30 of those interviews that occurred with all of the experts talking about the same thing, how to re-spark the connection between you and your partner in 30 days or less. Again, you can find the link to Are We Roommates, the summit happening on December 8th through the 11th on our website, marriagetherapyradio.com. Okay, so I pulled out my Christmas tree. Actually, we ordered a new one and I pulled it out. And because everything has changed, like we can't travel Washington, Oregon, California have all sort of put these like lockdowns where there's no cross cross travel across states. We're not going to see anybody. And I've decided that I'm going to go absolutely bonkers on this house. I'm going to stimulate the economy with my Christmas decoration money. And I'm going to make this house so stinking beautiful. And it is November 19th and my Christmas tree is up. No, it's not. I'm, You're lying. It, it is. Well, okay. It will be up, but I'm taking a break right now to talk to you. Okay. Very grateful. Cause I, I have been fluffing, fluffing that brand new tree. If you know what a fake house. tree fluff looks like, it, it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. Hey, um, did we have anything important that we actually want to talk about? You did. Here's. An interesting concept that I thought would be kind of fun for couples to go through. So if you want to go through this exercise, I'm actually going to give you an exercise that I give couples to go through. And this comes from Emily Nagoski's work. I've mentioned her several times. Have you read her book yet? Come as you are. No. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. So if in your relationship, if you are struggling sexually, if you feel like maybe you have mismatched desires, if maybe you feel like, um, specifically like a female with a lower sexual desire, this book is really hmm. incredible to read. And I love audiobooks and and I love Emily Nagoski's audiobook because I'm very particular. Are you particular? You don't listen to audiobooks, right? I don't I don't have time. Like my commute is like two, three minutes long or seven minutes long. But what if you're like folding laundry? Don't you just listen to like an audiobook? No, I watch football. Okay. What about in the spring when there is no football? Mm. Be nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> be nice, Laura. <laughs> rule of thumb. If you want to fix, you know, your you're not allowed to say rule of thumb it. anymore. Oh, that's right. Why? Because rule of thumb comes from this kind of old timey saying. Old, you watch Friends. When 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 are the old timey days? You know, like medieval times. <laughs> um, <laughs> the olden days <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, but it was. Uh, you used the to be able to, is, you used to be able to beat your wife with a stick as long as the stick wasn't 
bigger in diameter than your thumb. So you could use a Di- rule di- of thumb. Diameter? Diameter. Diameter, yeah. Diameter, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I'm feisty today, I'm sorry. Yes, um, that is true. That is true. By yeah. the way, my fantasy football team, a- I started the season 0-4, and, and I was like, this stinks. You know what I am now? Hmm. Six and four. Six and four and on the verge of the playoffs. And the best part oh is I'm going to eliminate our mutual friend. <laughs> I hope he's still listening to this podcast and is like, why do you mention me every episode? Because it drives it's him either crazy. Him or it makes my him so mad. It makes him so mad. <laughs> Good. Good. Which is my goal okay. in life. All right. Hold on. We have to come back to this because okay. this is, we promised our Fine. listeners that okay, we would wait. come back to it. 20, 50% entertainment, 50% information. Now we're going to information. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to information. I'm ready. Yeah. We're there. So I'm talking about Emily Nagoski's book. I'm recommending that you listen to the audio version okay. in particular about audio versions because how it's read. And if the author is reading it, it's usually way better because they, they know their content and it's just more interesting. Like you're having a conversation with someone. So Emily reads her own book, come as you are. And there is this amazing information that comes out of it that if I summarize it, I'm going to probably do a poor job of it, but I will, I will definitely just kind of give you a little bit of a taste, but she talks about this dual control model, because if you're thinking about your sex life, a lot of times the information that you're going to find out there is going to be information that's more geared toward basically like the arousal, like turning on all the things that make you feel sexy. So if you're having an issue with like desire, sexual desire as a female, a lot of this information you're going to find out there in sort of pop culture land is going to be, well, just go get a bikini wax or Mm. just like find a really like sexy playlist that you like, or like put on some sexy lingerie, basically all talking about how to turn the ons on, right? Mm -hmm. Like how to connect to all the things that make you feel sexy and aroused and and like masturbate and all these things. But Emily talks about a dual control model that you definitely have a gas pedal, like all the things that I mentioned that might make you feel sexy and, and turn on sort of the gas pedal um, or push down the gas pedal. But what's more important is to focus on understanding what your brake pedal is Because as long as you are focused on, you know, trying to sort of like turn up the heat or put your foot on the gas pedal, but your foot, other foot is firmly planted on the brake pedal, you're not going to go anywhere. Hmm. And so thinking about what are all the things that actually put the brake pedal down is, is like a really good exercise. Hmm. I have um, one of Emily's um, exercises pulled up and I just kind of want to walk you through this because I think it's pretty, pretty powerful for couples to think about it in this context is... First of all, bring to mind one of the worst sexual experiences you have ever had. And I'm not meaning like traumatic, but I'm more thinking about something like a sexual experience that just didn't go well. Like you didn't enjoy yourself. Maybe, you know, you felt like you were disconnected from your partner. But just think about like just a a kind of a ho-hum negative sexual experience that occurred. Got it in your mind? Does it have to be mine or can it be from TV? Uh, it should definitely be yours, Zach. 
Okay. So the first thing I'm going to, and if you're like taking notes on this or you're driving and then you're thinking, Ooh, I want to go back and take notes here. I'm just going to give you like these outlines. So the first thing to think about is what was going on at that moment that how, that was related to your mental or physical well-being. So if you think about it, like in this moment of this really awful sexual experience, like how did I feel? Like, how was my physical body? Did I have like a broken collarbone? Was I 50 pounds overweight? Um, how was my body image? Did I think like that I looked, you know, like frumpy? Um, what was my mood? Was I depressed at this point? Was I anxious? Um, was I worried about my own sexual functioning? So this is a big piece of the puzzle is trying to understand what was happening with the mental and physical well-being. Okay. Can I ask a question? Once you've, yeah. This is not a tangent, but it is a curiosity that I have. (laughs) I might need a little bit more explanation about the purpose of this activity. So we're talking about trying to understand why sex doesn't go well. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle. And I think but no, that no, no, it's no, no, important. no, 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 for the yeah. podcast for today, for right now, what we're mm-hmm. talking about is trying to understand why sex may not go well. Sure. And are we also going to talk about the opposite? The, the When sex goes real, really yeah. well. Yes. Okay. Okay. So what yeah. you're saying is sort of step one at the curiosity level around this is to identify an experience that maybe didn't go as well as you would have hoped. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to do the same thing. Cause we're going to like, I want you to bring to mind. Cool. So as I'm I have, you. I'm going through each of these categories, we're going to do it for each okay. an experience that did go well and experience that didn't okay, go but, well. Okay. So that's step one is to identify the experience, the lousy one. And then, right. and then, but the, but then step one thereafter is where was your head at? Like what was going on inside your head? or your, right. your mind, your body, your soul that yeah. contributed to this experience. Cause it might be a broken uh-huh. collarbone and it might be, you got bad news from your boss earlier in this afternoon. Totally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you. Because I'm tracking. It, <clears throat> so I guess I, one of the things I'm trying to break down is this like myth that good sex just happens. Okay. And the truth is that, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this is that a lot of people will say, the stars have to align. It has Mm -hmm. to be just right in order to have good sex. And that is 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people assume that the stars are just going to align spontaneously. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that it doesn't, you have to be so intentional in order to create this experience where both you and your partner are desiring sex and you're in the mood, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes that means that you have to be really intentional about lifting your foot off of the Mm brake. And lifting your foot off of the brake might mean, well, in some of these contexts, I recognize that for me, the brake pedal might be how I feel about myself physically. Mm -hmm. That if I've been exercising and I, and it doesn't even matter like what my body looks like, but I know that if I've been exercising, I've been putting effort in, that it makes me feel like my body, I have a stronger body image. Mm-hmm. And that for me is more of a gas pedal. But if I haven't been exercising and I feel kind of slow, lethargic, dumpy, if you will, is kind of a word sometimes um, I hear people describe, then that's a brake pedal. Mm-hmm. So, okay. First thing is identify your mental and physical well-being at the time. So things okay. like your physical health, your body image, your mood, yep. if you are concerned about your sexual functioning, then you're going to identify what was it about your partner's characteristics that may have contributed to that experience. Mm-hmm. 
um, in a negative way. So was there something about their physical appearance? Their smell can be a big deal. Mm. So like if your partner, some people are super turned on when their partner gets done exercising and it's like all those like endorphins, Mm -hmm. pheromones are just like the sweat, the testosterone dripping off of them. They're like, yes, other people are like, please go take a shower. You reek. (laughs) So it's different for everyone, but what are some characteristics about your partner Um, even your partner's mental state, like if your partner's anxious, that might be a brake pedal for you. If your partner's intoxicated, that might be a gas pedal for you. So some things, um, relationship Mm -hmm. characteristics. So where are you in the relationship, your emotional connection, um, the power dynamic, if you're feeling like your partner's equals, how's the trust? This is an important one setting. So where were you at the time? Were you in a public or private place? Was there potential that maybe you might have um, like been figured out? Like you're in kind of a public, somewhat of a public place. And like, there's that risk of maybe being seen. Um, Were your kids like asleep in the bedroom next door? Were you at your in-laws and like right next door, your in-laws are sharing a wall with you. And so that's a major break break pedal. Mm. So where was the setting Um, A lot of people talk about having great vacation sex. And so that setting of being on vacation is really important as a gas pedal. Mm. Um, Other circumstances, this could be like, what else was going on? Was it an anniversary? Was it, uh, I don't know, was there stress that was related around the family that might have contributed to this break pedal? And then things that you do. So this would be things like in the context of having sex, was that was it that there was oral sex and that was a gas pedal? Mm-hmm. Was it that you your partner was engaging in one of your sexual fantasies and that was a gas pedal? Was it that your partner touched a part of your body um, and wanted to touch that part of your body and that was a brake pedal? So mm-hmm. these are areas for you to kind of go through and identify, was this context was it a brake pedal for me or was it a gas pedal? And I like for couples to just be able to go through some of these characteristics that I just listed off Mm. and compare and discuss and be like, in this experience, these were the things that contributed to the brake pedals. Mm. And so they're kind of comparing their lists here. And then you're going to do the same thing for the gas pedal in one of the most amazing sexual experiences. And that's always a really fun one to talk about because it makes you feel really good. Mm is to talk about all of the gas pedal related things um, so that you can do more of those. You're very, very quiet, but I'm curious what you think so far. Well, I'm pondering a couple of things. It reminds me of an exercise sometimes that I'll do with, um, well, or some, you've heard me say this a billion times. It's uh, like, I can guarantee that a conversation is going to go poorly with Rebecca. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, and just for cliff notes, I always say this, I say, I wait till she gets in the shower I go to the next room, I turn on a football game, I go to the next room, I pour myself a stiff drink, and then I say something from three rooms away like, hey, can we talk about these charges on your credit card bill? You know, mm-hmm. that conversation's going to go badly, period, 100%. And so for me, yeah. it's like, how do you reverse engineer it? Okay, well, what you do is you, I wait till she gets out of the shower, I say, hey, can I get 10 minutes of your time a little bit later? There's some stuff I don't understand on the credit card, and that's no big deal, but um, I'll even pour you a glass of wine, just tell me when you're ready. You know, that kind of thing. That conversation's going to go a lot better. Sure. And so it's, it's, I'm sort of doing the same thing here, which is sort of like, how can I guarantee that a sexual experience is going to go poorly? Well, it's all okay. the brake pedal stuff, right? It's I'm going to yes. wait till she's had a bad interaction with her boss or I'm going to uh-huh. get drunk or, you know, we're going to uh, leave the door open while the kids are in the next room. I mean, I, we could go all kinds yeah. of ridiculous things. I'm going to force her against her will. She's, or she's going to force me against my, will. whatever. Like we can actually yeah. guarantee like 
how it's going to go poorly. And then yeah. to reverse engineer it is to figure out like, what are the conditions that we need to replace kind of the mm -hmm. brake pedal conditions that you need to replace with the gas pedal conditions. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm going to set it up in advance. I'm going to make sure that we're both present. Maybe the kids are on a sleepover. Maybe there's, maybe we are at a hotel or on, on a mm -hmm. vacation, you know, like seems like a lot of work. And, and I think as I'm listening to you talk, it's like, where do people, where will people do this? And I think they have to do it kind of at a coffee shop or in their private yeah. journal where they sit down and uh -huh. they go, Hey, Remember that time last February when we tried to do this and it went really badly and we both ended up like yes. crying and not talking. Can we like, can we yeah. process that or something? And then uh -huh. do that with like gentleness and curiosity. Um, mm -hmm. I do think like, here's a place where I could see that. I mean, I guess if you're doing it in isolation, you can do whatever you want, but if you're doing it together, there does need to be some measure of like, let's pick the same event. Okay. You know, because Mm -hmm. Well, I thought that went great. What do you mean that was lousy? That was, you know. Uh, okay, so I can see that, but sometimes sexual experiences do go well for one person, where they walk away and they're like, sure. "Yeah, you know what? That was that was really good for me. I enjoyed myself." And then you're kind of like, "Yeah, it was good." Yeah. Um, but when it really wasn't, because maybe you were in your head and there was all this other context going on that was really just a brake pedal for mm. you. Meanwhile, okay. your partner had a great time, and so I think that you can have separate experiences. Okay. Um, because it I is really, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's interesting to talk about that, you know, like, oh gosh, how fascinating would it be? You go through this and all of a sudden you're like, holy moly, do you mean to say that like you have to be showered and shaved and you have to have, you know, like makeup on and you have to have an empty stomach, like, you know, like you haven't, you didn't just eat and like all these things in order to like really relax into having sex and like be able to achieve orgasm. Yeah. I really mean that. And they're like, we've never done that. It's been more focused on, you know, like, okay, the kids are out of the house, hurry up, let's do it. Let's have a quickie. And so the experience is not great. So I, I think, you know, the whole point of this exercise is to get couples talking and recognizing that it's not just about putting your foot on the gas pedal. It's more about taking your foot off the brake pedal. And I do think that there's more focus on that gas pedal than there is brakes. And so if you can at least release your brakes, and I'm a huge fan of planning sex where you're saying, hey, you know what? Thursday night, it's our go-to night. Mm -hmm. Like that's the night when I know that I really am going to like get myself in the mood. And if I'm someone that might have low desire... I know that it's probably my job to be active in helping myself to remove the brake pedals starting first thing in the morning. So if, if I know that like laundry sitting in, in the washer is going to be on my mind while I'm, you know, like lying on my back in bed with you, then I'm going to make sure that the laundry's done so that I can relax and I can, you know, make sure that my foot is released on the brake pedal. And that's, that's the piece that I really enjoy. I, I imagine couples having this conversation while they're driving without children in the car <laughs> and just sort of going, what do you think? Like, tell me about some of your brake pedals. Tell me about the mm. things that, <laughs> you know, like get in the way of you being able to fully connect. So yeah. I'm glad that you just let me riff on this because I really enjoy, um, again, all of this comes from Emily Nagoski. She has, if you want to hear a podcast of Emily, um, we've never had her on our show, but there is another podcast out there that's great if sex is an interesting topic to you and you want to hear more specifically about only sex. It's um, Sex Therapy Radio. It's Foreplay, Foreplay Radio. And Emily yeah, was yeah. a guest on Foreplay Radio 
um, probably about four months ago. But if you just search it, you'll find it. And she's just a fascinating woman. And she talks more about her book and, and a bit more about her research that she's done. Well, and she has two like kind of major premises, I think, that are at work. And one is that couples who are in a long-term committed relationship and have a productive sex life, they do like 12 things or something, seven things, hmm. whatever. Um, John's been teaching that lately at the at the events. Interesting. Like just, really? So John's been, John's aware of her research. And been yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, that's cool. he, she's the centerpiece of his new sex lecture. Um, oh, well, I mean, as she should be, she is. And also ugh, I read this book that was beautiful. She just came out with burnout um, because one of the major factors that comes into play as a brake pedal is when people are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed in life. And, and in fact, I mean, some people find that their sex drive actually goes up. There's more of a I don't know, they turn toward their partner for sex, only about 10 to 15% of people turn toward their partner when they're really stressed out. Yeah. The majority of human beings are seeking more like disconnection. They don't have that, mm. that desire to connect with their partner. And so she wrote a book called Burnout and I love, love, love it, especially for women. And I think that both of these books actually are, are fabulous for women to read, um, read in small groups. Anyway, um, we've kind of hit our time mark. Okay, but I think? didn't get to say my second thing. Oh, please. Um, and this is maybe the biggest takeaway of of the whole thing, which is why I'm kind of trying to figure out, like, if you're interested in moving the needle in your sex life um, or your intimacy life, like, uh, there's these exercises that we can do, like this kind of inventory of the positive and the negative. Then there's also maybe the 12 things. And um, gosh, I wish I had, I might have the book. I, I don't have time to look it up, but um yeah. But the pre the main premise is her, 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 her main premise is couples who have satisfactory sex lives, they make sex a priority. It is a thing that right. they, that they choose to emphasize or work on, um, as part of their identity as a couple. And that is, that's always struck me as like, Oh, it's not that the stars just align, but it aligns a lot easier mm -hmm. for people who make it a priority. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a priority to have this conversation, to be curious, like you said, and gentle in those conversations and say, oh, that's really interesting. Like in order to have really good, healthy sex life, I think I should probably understand you and your desires and what turns you on and what turns you off and having Mine. those conversations, making that a priority. What's the blow up sound? It's like, it's like mind blown. If I'm going to enjoy sex with you, I at least ought to know you. I should probably understand. Yeah. I should yeah. probably love map your, your desires. What? I know. I know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and land, that, land this plane. Oh, I was going to tell you. So a client of mine started listening to the podcast and, yeah. um, and he know his wife goes, okay, we're at time. And he goes, great, let's land this plane. And I looked at him. I was like, you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> it was awesome. It was super cool. He was really proud that he remembered it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it cracks okay. me up. Sometimes I'll be I'll be meeting with clients and they'll say something like, How's your back? I'm like, What? Or they're like, Hey, that Laura <laughs> that you're working with, she's a real smart cookie. Is yeah. she available? Is she accepting new clients? I like, try referring <sighs> to you all the time, but they don't want to talk to you. They want to talk to me. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'm, just, that. I'm, I'm just just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> so. I understand that. All right. Okay, now we're really done. Goodbye. It was good to see you. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And just as a reminder, 
The Are We Roommates Summit is coming up on December 8th through 11th with Zach and I. We were uh, contributing experts to this summit along with many, many other amazing relationship experts. But if you are stuck and you're really kind of feeling like, gosh, we're drifting apart, we are in a place where we're feeling like roommates and you're just wanting to figure out like what would the what would the relationship experts say about this? And uh, it's pretty incredible to have a summit that is completely and totally dedicated to eradicating roommate syndrome from the world. What we're doing is we are solving, if we were to give you advice of how to turn your relationship around in the next 30 days to rekindle that spark um, and rebuild what you had, this is what we would say. Um, we're going to put a link up to the summit on our webpage, Marriage Therapy Radio, so that you can click on that link and register. Again, it's on December 8th through 11th, and uh, we hope to see you there. Thanks so much for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.